Hey y'all, it's Erica. I hope you enjoyed our episode on Ivan the Terrible. While it wasn't necessarily great getting to know Ivan, I really enjoyed doing the research. And I feel like I got a couple of surprises and I really would like to share a few with you. So if you haven't listened to the whole episode yet, do it now. This supplement is just a little dessert, a small bite of a sweet extra at the end of a main course. It will have spoilers. You've been warned, proceed with caution. Much like his contemporary, Henry VIII, Ivan the Terrible had eight wives, not just six. And I would put it into rhyme form, but poison, 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 nunnery, nunnery, survived isn't exactly memorable. Here's the breakdown. First, as discussed in the episode, we have Anastasia Romanovna. She was the great aunt of the progenitor of the Romanov dynasty, Mikhail, who ended the time of troubles. She died from mercury poisoning. Some believe it was intended for Ivan, and she was the unlucky recipient. But some believed it was to put Ivan off kilter, and boy, if that was the case, they succeeded. He then married Maria Tamriukovna, a Muslim princess who was considered exceptionally beautiful. Although no one really liked her, and no one was sad to see her go when she was poisoned. The perpetrator was never determined, it's sometimes said that Ivan himself poisoned her, or that the boyars did. Either way, a lot of boyars died in consequence because they were, quote, involved, unquote. So the third, and the last marriage blessed by the Russian Orthodox Church, was Marfa Vasilyanevna Sobakina. She literally died days after the wedding. Ivan believes someone poisoned her fertility potion. Jury's out on who, but... If anyone's to blame, it's always the boyars. Fourth is Anna Alexeyevna Kolstovkaya. She was found to be infertile and sent to a nunnery, like quick, fast, and in a hurry. On the bright side for her, she never had to see him again and was one of two spouses to outlive him. Next, we have Anna Vasilchikova. She was sent to a nunnery for unknown reasons, she died allegedly under orders from Ivan very soon after she arrived. I dug a bit, but really couldn't find any credible reason as to why, but let me tell you, it must have been real bad. So, now we have Vasilia Melentevia, a potentially fictional wife, the first of two, by the way, arrived at court as a widow. Now, it is said that she was unfaithful to Ivan and cheated on him with Prince Delatev. And honestly, she must have had a pretty good hold over Ivan because she was only sent to a nunnery. She was not executed for that crime. However, Prince Delatev was executed. Again, it was pretty hard to find good sources on this, so for me at least, she stays in the potentially fictitious category. So our penultimate wife, Maria Dolgorakaya, she's the second possibly fictitious wife, but she is important because they were trying to establish Ivan as Tsar and continuer of the Roman Empire, but they also needed to make sure his Muscovite claim was extremely secure as well. 
she established a connection to the legendary founder of Moscow, which was allegedly Maria's ancestor. In this time era, and even previously, you would trace your lineage either to a place or a legendary hero. Think King Arthur, Malcolm, who killed Macbeth. Even in some cases, truly fictional people like Melusina, goddess of the river, or even the devil himself. She was found in the act of infidelity. Allegedly, Ivan walked in on her, <clears throat> and she was surreptitiously drowned in the Volga for her crimes. That just sounds terrible. Like, what was she, a witch? No. Just, oh, I don't know, not wanting to have sex with Ivan. Our last wife, Maria Nagaya, the easiest name of them all, she survived but was only married for three years. After that, she was sent to a nunnery where she lived for 24 years. She made one last appearance on the court stage. So just to give you a little bit of background, her son had died, the real Dimitri. But there were about four people during the time of Troubles who came up to say, no, 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 that Dimitri didn't really die. I'm the real Dimitri. And she acknowledged one of them. The records really leave us to speculate her reasons. If her son really died, had she lost her mind in grief? Was she trying to hope that this truly was her son? Had she been convinced? Or did she just want one last attempt to grab some power? We really don't know. And that, my friends, is that. I hope you really enjoyed our time with Ivan's multitude of wives, real and fictitious. Thank you all. Bye-bye.